0: Hey, sis. Welcome to this week's episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. We're in our Summer Reset Series, episode number three. And today, we're talking about resetting with a pivot. What do I mean? Have you ever witnessed someone in a particular place? It could be their career. They've had a major impact. Their name is known. Their imprint is solidified. But yet, they pivot in a totally different direction. And you're kind of like, oh, really now? But a lot of times, pivots happen because we find our passion isn't connecting with what we do every single day. And let's be real, it's a blessing when your passion can connect with how you profit. While that might not be everybody's story, the woman we're talking to today, I am super excited about because her resetting with the pivot led her to a place in corporate America that was created specifically for her when she decided to step back and follow her heart and the area where she was serving. Who am I talking about my Sarah, Kristen Harris, Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion for Hallmark. She was on a career track in operations at Hallmark. Then the events, Summer 2020, George Floyd, the stress of homeschooling, which all y'all was in my prayers for that. Luckily, I had a senior and I just had to call and check and be like, you get your stuff done, okay. During the COVID-19 pandemic, caused Kristen to re-examine her career path and she sought something that was more purposeful. As she turned in her resignation child, they was like, no ma'am, we do not accept. And that journey led to the creation of her new role as Hallmark's first ever Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion. I love it. Kristen shares with us the story of reinventing yourself. Advice for women who wanna pivot for their next chapter, dealing with imposter syndrome, fear, and so much more. So if lately you find your heart is tugging you in a different direction and you don't know what to do, it could be time for you to reset with the pivot. So lean in and glean as we talk about just that on Grow Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones, and my special guest, Kristen Harris, Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion for Hallmark. It is that time for grown woman stuff with me, Julie Jones. We are doing our summer reset series and we are talking about today resetting with your pivot. Talking to my Sarah, Kristen Harris, vice president of diversity and inclusion for Hallmark. However, she wasn't always on that career uh, track because she definitely did the pivot, especially during 2020. How you doing today, sis? I'm doing wonderful.
1: I'm so excited to be here with you and ready to have some grown women
0: talk. Yes, and of course, I love hearing your story because you were on a different career trajectory, already successful, had found your place. But, you know, during 2020, the protest after the murder of George Floyd, you know, Kristen... America, even corporate America, saw what black people have been pointing out to our experience um, in justice and policing. So companies I know began to seek ways to support Black Lives Matter, diversity and um, and equity initiatives. However, you, my sister, started working even more and more so in that field, although it wasn't your work. And then you was adapting during the pandemic and homeschooling, sis, that was a lot. So much, it was so much. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So really in your work outside of work, you took that pivot. Kristen, share some tea about that, sis.
1: You know, um, I, I enjoy sharing this story because I think it is a reality of what mm-hmm. a lot of um, people, women, you know, face um, during and continue to. So as you mentioned, I was kind of coming to this crossroads naturally anyway. I was um, had been in a role for quite some time in a pretty high demand job. And then the pandemic happened and all of a sudden I was, you know, homeschooling and trying to work this, um, this role. And then, you know, George Floyd happened and I. You know, all of us, I, I believe, were really faced with kind of this reality because we were stuck at home. And so it was all you were consuming was news, you know, and media footage and coverage about what was happening. And I began to just really have this revelation that I was not doing work that was meaningful and mm. impactful to me. And I wanted to to be a great wife and a great mom and all of these things. And um, I was torn. I really, really was torn. And at the time was considering potentially just, you know, removing myself from corporate America for a while to do this reset. And through that, had the opportunity to have some conversations, some dialogue with other leaders at Hallmark, Mm -hmm. really just sharing with them what it was like being a woman of color and more specifically a black woman living through this racial reckoning. And um, I think all of that conversation and discussion and dialogue and kind of uncovering where you know, all the bodies were, were yes. getting, really just created an opportunity to authentically um, have had the real conversation about what we needed and where we wanted to go as an organization. And and so um, through that, you know, an opportunity presented itself to step into this role and help lead some of that
0: work. And the first Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion. I am so impressed and I love your story, but you really reinvented yourself because Kristen, you know, you got this engineering background, you started off um, in procurement for the company. So what would you tell other women about reinvention, especially for the next chapter, whatever that is?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's a great question because I think what we have to, to first recognize is that Um, reinventing yourself, you know, can, can be exciting. It is challenging for, for sure, but it can really help you to renegotiate you know mm. what you want, right? So I remember, you know, the headlines were it's the great resignation. No, it's the great renegotiation. It is a time for us to be able to say, hey, what are the things that I want for myself and for my life and for my family and for my career and for my community? And, and really, um, I think it's important for us to sit down with that and and write yeah. out some goals for what you want to see happen. And and that's what helps to crystallize for you then what are the right opportunities to go after.
0: And having said that, you know, sometimes Kristen, when we're making those changes, cause you know, you had it set, you was doing your dog on thing. Now the homeschooling, you know, my heart is with all y'all that had to do that. That is such <laughs> a, woo, that is not my ministry. <laughs> They we kind of... do not pay our teachers enough no. we do not pay them enough no i mean thank god my son was a senior so i could kind of say okay did you do that today cool let me go back to work but <laughs> in the midst of all that kristen that's going on and all the change and your reinvention did you have anyone in your life that maybe questioned and not even intentionally planted seeds of doubt that maybe was like hey girl you sure you want to do this you got a good right now why are you gonna make this switch
1: You know, I was fortunate. Um, I really didn't have anyone and I kind of you know, when you do something this drastic, like yeah. quit your job without really having a plan, um, I was kind of hoping somebody would. Julie, I was <laughs> thinking, you know, let me pray about it. You know, God is going to tell me, do not walk off this job, right? Let me let me talk to my husband. He is going to tell me, Kristen, do not quit that job. You know, I talked to my family. And honestly, I think, um, you know, maybe it's because they, they know how important that, you know, my faith is to me, that really, if I was coming, you know, to them with this truth truly um, wanting to determine and discern whether or not it was the right opportunity that I probably had thought it through and that I could lean into, um, you know, my my previous um, life experience and, and truly just um, take a leap of faith. And that's what I did. So I thankfully did not. I know that's a reality, though, mm-hmm. for, for some people. And I guess what I would just say or encourage is, you know what, that's okay. It's okay if there are some naysayers or some folks that may, that may doubt you. It really is about... Um, setting yourself up for what an
0: amazing success story could look like, and then um, being faithful. And that's so funny that you say that because basically everybody was around you like, yeah, girl, jump. So you couldn't get out of it, Kristen. (laughs) Yes, Yes, that's true. Because we often stay in familiar places. Familiarity is so comfortable and we don't take what you say, that leap of faith. I so agree. But having said that, Kristen, let's talk about the other F word, Fear, because fear can be paralyzing, right? Did you ever deal with that? And if so, how did you wrestle through the F word?
1: yes no okay now fear i had certainly i mean i was trying to talk myself out of it um i'm extremely type a personality i like to have a plan and there was no plan i could not foresee what might be manifesting itself but i think that's what's um that that's the the message that i want to you know to continue to share is that just because you can't see it does not mean that it is not out there um for you it can absolutely be paralyzing and i thought about you know this this life that we had and how comfortable that it was and you know how much money that I was making and you know the mm-hmm. trips and the, all the wonderful things the cars that we were driving and um it was scary to think about you know this this could be you know n- not necessarily our rela- reality for a while if we have to reset some things and yeah. we prioritize some things um but but like I said I really think it is important to just stop to Take a moment and realize what it could possibly be. And if you allow yourself even for a few moments to imagine the, the amazing goodness that could come out of you being willing and being open to, um, to take to take a step um, mm-hmm. and take a leap of faith, then I think that's what um, helps you with that that paralyzing fear that can come over you because that's normal, that's natural. It truly yeah. is. Yeah,
0: I don't trust nobody who say, I'm never fearless. I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> right. You're right. We all,
1: we all experience yes. it from time to time, for sure. It's Especially mm-hmm. when making decisions like this in our lives
0: and I loved reading about one of your defining moments you were doing the work for social justice but you were actually on a business call and you heard a crash and at that moment you had to decide wait a minute talk more about that that intrigues me because a lot of us don't listen to what I call those you know God talking to you from the burning bush moments
1: Sure. And that's exactly what it was. Right. So, again, homeschooling, um, you know, locked in. This was before, you know, people had had time to like set up home office. I was in our bedroom with the door closed. And that kind of was the signal to the kids, like, don't come in here. I'm on a business call. Right. Mm -hmm. And I heard something that would have caused me to come running. And I couldn't come running at the moment because I was um, presenting on a very important call. And I told myself, like, you really should probably go check and see what that is. And instead I stayed on that call and you know I felt so guilty that In a moment in which I knew that I probably needed to direct my attention to Mm -hmm. what was most important, right? My family. In that moment, Um, instead, I prioritized the job that I had, you know, at the time, and that was a defining moment for me because, again, I had gotten imbalanced in what was really important um, and what was really meaningful and impactful. Mm. And and that's when I knew. That's when I knew that I needed to be pouring my time and energy into work that was meaningful, that was this work that was truly changing people's um, lives and their experiences um, versus, you know, just sitting on calls all day fielding questions.
0: That was important to me to really recognize that as a moment that was pivotal. So, we, yeah, we got to pay attention to those hunches and always tell people that thing that tugs at your heart, whether you see it on the news or with a neighbor at your church. Sometimes that could be leading you down another path, something that you're passionate about. But, Kristen, for a woman who might be listening and thinking, wow, I do have that passion. I, I feel something in me and it's not my current work, but they feel like they just don't have the option to pivot whatever they think they lack. What are some practical steps that they could begin to take the journey to make that pivot, even small steps?
1: Yeah, I think the first step is, um, you know, all of us have people in our lives that we can, can look to for mentorship or guidance. And I think that's a good place to start. I mean, if you don't know what it is um, or how to get started on whatever this next journey might be, look around you, you know, say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about X, Y, Z. You can start internally if there's other, you know, roles within the current organization you may be in or industry, but also within the community, the other people mm-hmm. that you know, groups, affiliations, sororities, you know, So whatever it is that you are affiliated with, there are people there who um, would be more than happy to talk to you about what it is that you're interested in, more than happy to, I do this all the time, connect you with someone else, right? We do Mm -hmm. not do this well where we lean into other people to help us get connected. And I think that's really important because once you start to talk to other people, you never know what doors of opportunity might open themselves.
0: Yes. And I think sometimes we're hesitant, particularly as black women, you know, strong black woman. I don't you know, we wear that cape. I don't think I need any help. But it's okay to be vulnerable, even talk about your fears, your passions, even the unmet ones, because you just never know.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, when you first started your career, Kristen, with a background in engineering, did you ever foresee you going into a direction where the focus is diversity, inclusion, equity, social justice?
1: Yeah, no, not ever, <laughs> not <laughs> not ever. And I've done many different roles um, within the company. I've been at Hallmark for oh my gosh, 15 years, mm-hmm. and um, have have done many different things. But this was wholly new and and different, and I, I didn't anticipate it. But I can tell you that I mean it's my lived experience, so it's mm. kind of not that that much of a stretch that you would you know maybe think in yeah. terms of like my entire existence and being. Um, has been as a, you know, through the lens of a, of a woman, through the lens of a black woman, through yeah. the lens of a, a person who is underrepresented, you know, in the industry and in the field, um, starting right out of college, as a person who was, you know, underrepresented in terms of age and generation within the workplace, it, it was always something that was a part of the things that I was doing or mm-hmm. involved in and supporting in some way. So no, although I didn't imagine it, or it wasn't like on my career map, I think what was important was just being open to the idea of it mm. when um,
0: when it presented itself as an opportunity. So you got ready to turn in this resignation, Kristen, but it never quite got accepted. I think that was critical—a critical part of your story—to confirm that you were on the right path by taking that leap of faith.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and sometimes you know we are not affirmed in in that you know. Um, day to day and and I think that's a miss that some organizations have is not telling people you know how valuable that they are um, to the organization so so I work really hard um, when I have opportunities to share this message um, internally and externally that it is critical for us as leaders to make mm. sure that we're continuing to
0: invest in and make sure that our people know that we are investing in them. Yes, that is a word for somebody. Kristen, you also became part of the elite club we call the first as Hallmark's first ever vice president of diversity and inclusion. Now, for other women who might be the first or even on their way, even if they don't know it, because like you didn't foresee this either, just be an open to opportunity. What are some takeaways from your experience or advice that you would give them on becoming the first or when you get there?
1: Yeah. so we talked a little bit about this thing called fear. And mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. think the first thing I would say is don't let the imposter syndrome set in because it is real and it um, can be, you know, debilitating. So do not let that um, hold you back. You are there for a reason and step into your light, step into your purpose. I think also for me, so, you know, we, we, we use the term first, but I think very few of us are like the, the, the first to ever have even like, you know, cleared a pathway, right Right. Mm -hmm. So I can look back over my career and I can see where there were opportunities and other people who helped lift up, you know, the Mm -hmm. the opportunity for me to be here and who helped lift me up. And so I think it's also important to remember that. Hold on to that dearly because you can sometimes get so busy that you can forget how important that it is to clear that path for the next person who's going to come behind you. So that's the other thing that I would just share as as a takeaway is that, you know, that door was cracked open by someone Mm -hmm. and make sure that you are Busting it wide open for the those that are going to come after you.
0: It reminds me of my good buddy Lashawn Walker uh, from Suburban Balance. She does the Honoree um, program every year. Lift yes, her up. I love you Yes, yes. Shout out to Lashawn, right? Because it's important yes. that we lift each other up. Because there's so many barriers in in various workspaces. I'm not even in corporate America, but you know I'm in a big boys club of radio. Right. So. It can be very, if you let it, very discouraging when you see the barriers or the obstacles of someone that doesn't look like you or doesn't have your shared experience. So being open to helping other people, I'm so glad that you gave that reminder, Kristen, because on our way, sometimes we can get so busy we forget.
1: That's right. That's right, and that's so important. That's so important because somebody did it um, before you, and and mm-hmm. it is it is each of our responsibility to help ensure that that continues.
0: Yes, and you've been so successful. So proud of you, proud to call you, Saw, i see what you've been doing. But of course, we all have various struggles. You talked about imposter syndrome, which is so big, women not feeling like they're worthy or they're deserving or like they're quote unquote, still faking it till they make it. And, and we gotta hop over that as well because we can get in our heads.
1: Correct, yeah. Yeah, and then and, and even our voice, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it can easily be um, diminished or or lessened in some of the spaces that we're in. And so I think yeah. it is important to, to ensure that you're looking for ways to amplify it and, and ensuring that um, if there are others that can help you do that, that you hold them accountable for it too. I have no issues um, making sure that those who are around me, who I see as allies and champions, knowing when I need them to help, yeah. you know, amplify my voice and so we can also look to others to do that
0: and that speaks to authenticity showing up as yourself now I'm not talking about necessarily you know the at-home girlfriend conversations you know hanging out with your girls but being who you are and bringing your experience into the space you occupy how have you found that being who you are and everything you've lived through has really helped you on your journey yeah,
1: I think it's because there's there's nobody else like me and I want for people to know that like there's nobody else that's like you. And so in any place that you are, um, are sharing your voice, sharing your experience, sharing your perspective, they're not getting that. They mm-hmm. they can't possibly because you are unique and you're the only person that can give that. And so it's really important to hold true to that and know that it's important for you to be able to share your experience because otherwise it would be missing from the conversation, it'd be missing from the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I talk so often about and, and really encourage the importance of having diverse representation and that's why it's because we are better when we have more perspectives and more lived experiences in the room while we're discussing and making decisions that impact other people.
0: Yes, and we saw that so much from various companies, the hiccups and errors they've made just by not having that person at the table. But Kristen, I want you to speak to having a courageous voice because there are some people who find comfortability, they want people to be comfortable, which sometimes can play a role in complicity. How do you boldly show up? I'm not talking about just beating everybody down on the head and stomping them with your beautiful stiletto, but really showing up powerfully and speaking truth to power.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I mean, some of us are, are lucky enough that the, the job title can help clear a path for that. Um, but but for others, I think you know some of the, the ways that you can do that is by building some authentic relationships. You do have to mm-hmm. invest a little bit. You get you get a little bit more um, clearance to to be truthful and to yes. say the things that people don't want to hear when they know you when they've had some you know prior relationship or interaction um, with you. And so I do encourage you know kind of. That that investment in showing up as a person who's going to be authentic, um, but knowing that that also means relationship building and trust building to be able to make sure that, that when you're being really courageous, because I hope that, um, you know, that that we're in environments, I certainly am in one in which I can do that, but then knowing that it'll actually, you know, people will listen to you and that they'll yeah. take what you're saying and will actually um, leverage
0: it to implement um, change and to help make decisions. Now, Kristen, what's some advice for building those relationships? Because sometimes we can be closed off. It could be for distrust reasons, perhaps something has happened in the past, or we're just not quite comfortable or kind of side-eyeing those around us. What are some keys to developing those relationships and trust boldly so that you can have that allyship? I think there's a
1: couple. I think number one is start small so that you're not overwhelmed. I know that some people, you know, if you're not extroverted, it can be, you know, mm-hmm. overwhelming just the, the idea or thought, right? So just pick one or two people that you um, know could be a good person to add to your network. And then and then this is the part that's hard, right? You do kind of have to, you know, put in a little bit of work. So it might mean that you're going to, you know, send them an email or, um, or, or reach out to them when you maybe see them after a meeting or if you've got you know some sort of a community partnership where you might be um in this person's close proximity saying i'm gonna go ahead and walk over and i know that's not easy but um but I, I really think that it's important to maybe say let's just do one or two new contacts a month one or two new people a month and then and then it actually becomes easier after that most people mm-hmm. are very open and receptive to wanting to to get to know um, you know who you are and so when you make the ask you oftentimes will get um, get provided the time and then once you've got the time with them then i think it's really easy to say you know I want to talk a little bit about who I am and what I do I want to hear a little bit about who you are and what you do. And then it makes it really easy then
0: to begin to build upon
1: that because hopefully there's some shared
0: commonality. And one thing that you did that I can really appreciate in your story, it wasn't just the work you did at work, but outside of work and everything just kind of came together. It's like a nucleus, your inner passion. How important is it that women pay attention to that? It's not just your corporate nine to five, but it's other aspects of your life that can perhaps, you know, change your career.
1: Yeah, I think it's critically important. And I think it's um, important because we as women are like, you know, whole, full selves. And there's yeah. no one aspect of who we are that um, that completes that. And so, yes, you know, from a corporate standpoint, be paying attention to that. But you know what? We draw energy from the things that we do outside of work. Like mm-hmm. We talked about family. And again, community is another aspect. Um, certainly, you know, if, if you, you know, are, are faith based, your church yeah. is a huge you know, part of who you are um, outside of work. And so I think it is really critical for us to think about those things. I think it's also important for us to think about our health and wellness though. Mm. That's the one I think that most often gets left out um, is how are we filling up our cup and and ensuring that we are um, aligned to things that help put energy yes. back into us and not just take it away. Cause we're so good at giving our energy to help other people. We are so good mm-hmm. at that. Um, but you have to fill it back up too.
0: Yes, we will pour from an empty pitcher. That's why Kristen, I say yes. self-care is not selfish. I'm gonna make my time to go take a walk. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna enjoy a good latte because all those small things can help pour into us.
1: For sure they can. And it's important because we, we need to be healthy in order to be able yes. to continue to do all that we do for other people.
0: Oh man, Kristen, you have a chock full of gems. But before we wrap up, I want you to leave maybe three to five keys to a woman. How do they listen to their life and go ahead and make that pivot just as you have done?
1: Number one, for sure, identify what your passion is and follow it. That is what makes work not feel like work. It is what helps you to continue to be energized in the things that you're doing and and fulfilled. find your passion. The second I think and we talked about this right your network, build a team, get you a tribe of people who can help support you, who can be there to celebrate with you, who can also, you know, let you know when mm-hmm. you when you're not doing it, you know, because you kind of need that too, right? You need some people who who know how to give you that feedback when you got to get things turned around and back on the right track. So so get a network, get a tribe. And then I think the last is really us um, a, a realization that you know we are we are put here on this earth um, for a purpose but we are not going to achieve it all in one day or one year or one mm-hmm. decade so just recognize that it's a journey you know we are we will do as much as we can um, and we will soar and then we'll have times where we have to kind of you know reevaluate mm-hmm. and that's okay to understand that it's a journey and that um, they were all on it
0: together um, looking for yeah. the, the best way that we can make the most impact. I'm so glad you said reevaluation because sometimes we can keep going. You have all these markers in your life. When I turn 30, when I turn forty, by the time I turn fifty, that you never reevaluate, well maybe I need to skirt skirt, kind of flip this thing and begin again and that's okay.
1: That's okay. That's why you can turn it on its end and start and start anew. Absolutely.
0: Yes, Kristen Harris, Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion for Hallmark. Just a fantabulous story on making the pivot, resetting your life. Kristen, where can people catch up with you and see the latest on what you are doing in leadership and of course your D and I efforts?
1: So absolutely, um, you can can find me on LinkedIn. I try to keep you know things updated with what what we're doing, what I'm doing there, um, and and really you know I'm I'm excited to also be able to just you know. Ensure that I'm keeping everyone kind of abreast of the things that I'm doing on Instagram. So, Chris NKC is my Instagram handle. Go Hallmark
0: Mahogany. I love it. You know, I love the Mahogany yes. cards. The, girl, when I get one of those from a girlfriend, it makes my soul tingle, Kristen.
1: Okay, and let me shout out Hallmark Mahogany movies coming this fall to the Hallmark <sighs> channel. Stay tuned. What? It's a thing, and we are so excited to finally be able to bring it to life.
0: Okay, and we're going to have to talk about that on air when that happens, because I am 110% here for it, Kristen.
1: <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Oh, my goodness. I was looking forward to this all week. It's been amazing having a chance to chat with you for
0: just a little while, Julie. I appreciate you so much, Kristen. Thank you. Ooh who says, I don't know about you, but that conversation has got my heart pumping, pumping with excitement at the possibilities for you and myself as we lean into our passions and seek to serve with purpose, not just in our community service, but even where we work. And it's not easy to make a pivot. Sometimes we stay in a place of familiarity because we know the atmosphere or the comfort because at least we know how much we're getting paid every two weeks or so. For some, people are just comfortable with what they're dealing with, the lane they're in, or even the crazy they're surrounded by. That's a whole nother topic. Oh, we feel like, hey, I'm in my 40s or 50s. Let me just ride this thing out until the end. But really, is that how we want to live our lives? Don't we want to wake up every day charged, ready to do what we love? And what if we can connect it with how we get our paychecks? It's really something to think about. I appreciate Kristen's transparency, her openness, but most of all, her boldness to do what her heart was leading her to do. And I hope that you and I can be courageous enough to step out into the divine destiny that we're called to, despite what we've been doing in our previous years and seasons. So this week I challenge you and myself to be silent, to listen, to see what's really tugging on our hearts and ask for God's guidance to lead us into that path. Whatever it is, be prayerful, be bold, have perseverance, don't give up, be patient, and make the pivot you need to make. Well, thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. Don't forget to check me out weekdays, 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. on KPRS Hot Winter 3 Jams, kprs.com, or on our mobile app. Till next time, be blessed. We'll do it again. Music, Alpha Music Library, Property, Harder Broadcast Group.